0: Heavenly Father, we pray that you would give us ears to hear. That we would listen as the Lord Jesus speaks. Help us to hear and obey. Help us to find our refuge in him. And to obey him. We pray this for his glory. Amen. A person's dying words can say a lot about the person. When life is coming to an end, it's uh, as if everything is intensified uh, and what really matters is brought out. The story goes of one at uh, death row prisoner in the state of Utah, uh, in the United States, who was about to be executed by firing squad. He was asked, did he have any last requests? And he asked for a bulletproof vest. It wasn't granted. In a slightly different vein, uh, the novelist and all-round witty man, Oscar Wilde, declared as he lay on his deathbed, Either that wallpaper goes, or I do. Dying words say a lot about a person. Through this Holy Week, as we meet together each evening, we're going to listen in to Jesus' dying words. His cross words. But when we say that, we don't mean... At words spoken in anger. We mean words spoken from the cross. What do these words tell us about Jesus and what do these words mean for us? Tonight we begin with the first of these words. In our reading, we heard of the events leading up to the cross. Jesus had been arrested. He had been tried by Pilate and by Herod, and Pilate declares that he is innocent, that he has done nothing wrong. So Pilate proposes to punish him. He has done nothing wrong, but Pilate's going to punish him and then let him go. But the crowd are whipped up, they cry for his crucifixion. And so Pilate agrees. Jesus is led away in the greatest ever miscarriage of justice. He's an innocent man who had done nothing wrong, who was facing the death penalty. The sinless one Slaughtered by sinners. And so they they led him away. They make it to the place of the skull. And Luke simply tells us that they crucified him. Three little words. But they cover the pain. And the horror of what was involved. In the death of the cross. The word excruciating. Have you ever described a a pain as excruciating? Well that word was made up. To describe the pain of the cross. It literally means out of the cross. Excruciating. But as Jesus was crucified. As the, the nails were put in his hands and his feet as the cross was lifted up he doesn't cry out in pain or anguish nor does he issue threats or call down curses on those involved instead he speaks these words father father Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The first word of Jesus from the cross is a word of forgiveness. But did you notice who he's speaking to? He doesn't say, I forgive you. Rather, he speaks, to the father as Jesus suffers the horror of the cross his instinct is to pray his instinct is to turn to the father and he asks the father not to spare himself but to forgive them The whole way through the gospels. Jesus shows that he is God's son. That he was sent by the father into the world to achieve our salvation. To proclaim the kingdom. He says time and time again that to reject him. Is to reject the father who sent him. don't know if you saw on the news but earlier this month the American ambassador to South Korea was attacked he was at a public function and someone came up to him produced a knife and slashed at his face and his arm he needed 80 stitches the ambassador felt the pain but the media reported it as an attack on the United States of America You see, Jesus is God's ambassador. His sent one. To attack and kill Jesus is to demonstrate your rejection and your opposition of God himself. And yet Jesus doesn't call on the Father to give them what they deserve. He doesn't want them to suffer payback. Rather he appeals for the Father to forgive them. Don't give them what they deserve. Instead give them grace and mercy. Now I wonder is that how we respond when people harm us or hurt us? If I'm honest if it's me on the receiving end, I want to see them get what's coming to them. But that's not the way of Jesus. We said earlier that dying words show what's important. For Jesus, his word speaks of forgiveness. And that's what Jesus himself had taught his disciples to do. Earlier in Luke's gospel in chapter 6, Jesus says, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. You see, this forgiveness thing wasn't just a sound bite. In the Sermon on the Mount. Something that sounds good. Until it's actually. You have to do it yourself. You see it is tested. And proven. In the high pressure moment of the cross. What Jesus said. Is what Jesus does. And as he speaks this. Forgiveness is first and foremost for those who were there that day. For those who were involved in the crucifixion. Jesus says, Father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Now the soldiers obviously knew what they were doing. They were hardened Roman soldiers on duty in rebel Israel. They were there to keep the troublemakers down. That day they were putting a few more radicals and criminals to death. Just another day at the office. They knew their job. They were good at killing people quickly. They were good at it. Crucifixions were a great deterrent to discourage anyone else from trying the same thing as uh, what those people had done. And yet they didn't fully understand what they were doing that day. You see the man on the middle cross was no ordinary man. As Peter declares in Acts 3 in Jerusalem just a few weeks later... The middle cross was occupied by the author of life. The one who is the Lord of glory. According to Paul. They didn't know what they were doing. Jesus pleads pardon for their sin. But the scope and scale of forgiveness is bigger than those who were there that day. The New Testament is clear that Jesus was dying for our sins. You see, it was by our sins that we put him on the cross. That we have crucified him as well. You see, we too have rejected the God who made us and loves us, choosing instead to go our own way. We have rebelled against God, in effect wanting him to die. We too are responsible for the death of Jesus. Jesus. As John Stott once wrote. Before we can begin to see the cross as something done for us. We have to see it as something done by us. But because our sins put Jesus on the cross. That wonderful word of forgiveness is for us as well. You see by his death on the cross. Jesus pleads for our pardon. For our forgiveness. It took his death. To bring about our forgiveness. Before we were married. I used to go and visit uh, Lindsay in Scotland. And in church on the Sunday morning, uh, whenever it came time for the prayers, I would get a little poke on the leg. Because, I don't know if you've noticed, I can be quite loud sometimes in church when I sing and when I, I join in prayers and stuff. And I needed that little reminder to watch out during the Lord's Prayer. You see, they don't say, forgive us our trespasses. In Scotland, they say, forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. And I needed that little reminder not to go on about trespasses in the wrong place. This word of forgiveness means that our debts. Are cleared. We are no longer liable for the debt of our sin. But debts that are cleared have to be paid by someone. Imagine you owe someone money. Either you pay it. Or someone else has to pay it. Perhaps a friend steps in to pay your debt. You might be debt free, but they have paid for it. They have paid the price so that you can go free. And even if the person who you owe the money to just cancels the debt so that you don't have to pay it, well, they've paid it then themselves because, well, they're not going to get that money now. A debt cleared is still paid. And this is what that first word is all about. Jesus can declare forgiveness of sins. Because he has stepped in. And paid our debts for us. He has taken the burden of our sins on himself. He has Satisfied the price of our sins so that we can go free, so that we can be forgiven. I wonder, have you received that forgiveness of sins? I wonder, have you heard Jesus pray for your forgiveness? Can come tonight. You can lay down your burden and find that Jesus has satisfied that debt. The little leaflet will be able to help you with that. Forgiveness of sins, that is great news. It's brilliant. Uh, To be able to say, I am forgiven. It's brilliant to walk out that door tonight and know that you are free from the burden of your sins. But if we have known this joy for ourselves, we are called to pass it on to others. You see, forgiveness isn't meant to end with us. Something that we need to share freely because we have received freely. As we've already prayed tonight, in the Lord's Prayer we say, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or as the people in Scotland would say, forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. do you Remember the parable that Jesus tells. About the man who owes a huge debt. 10,000 talents. A few million pounds in our money. The man knows he can't pay it. He pleads for mercy. So the king cancels his debt. The king forgives him and suffers the loss himself. The man is delighted. His debt is gone. But then he goes outside. He finds a fellow servant who owes him a couple of pounds. He demands payment in full. There and then. Having forgotten the mercy that he was showed seconds before. You see when we look at the cross. When we hear Jesus speak those words. The debt that we have been forgiven is huge. That should lead us to forgive the debts done against us. it's not easy it might even be costly but in the end it is worth it as we follow the example of Jesus as we reflect on his mercy and his grace towards us as someone once said to hold bitterness to hold unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and expecting the other person to die we who have received God's mercy in forgiveness should also be known as the merciful Who show forgiveness to those who hurt and harm us. It is the way of Jesus. It's the way of the cross. Father. Forgive them. For they know not what they do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we marvel in the forgiveness of sins guaranteed through the death of the Lord Jesus on the cross. In this moment, we come to you. We claim that forgiveness for ourselves. We pray, Father, that you would help us as we have been forgiving to also be forgiving. Give us grace when this is costly and difficult. We ask this for the glory of Jesus is the forgiver of our sins. Amen.